Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Rich Talk Podcast, where we talk is never cheap, but always rich. I am your host, Mike Carter, uh, and I hope you are ready and excited because I am ready and excited for episode six of our podcast, uh, Rich Talk. Today, we are going to be talking about a dream delayed but not denied. And today is going to really, really encourage you as it's been encouraging me, as God has been placing it in my heart over the past week or so. Uh, God's really been talking to me about this. And today we are going to expound on the story of Joseph and um, encourage you from the standpoint that uh, even what God promised you, it may not be there right now, but don't fret because it's coming. I can guarantee you that if God promised it to you, it's coming. And the dream that God put on the inside of you, it may not be showing up overnight, but I promise you it's not de- uh, denied, it's delayed. Um, one of the reasons for me uh, really wanting to hone in on this topic, number one is because the Holy Spirit began to minister to me in this area, like I said, about a week and a half ago in my prayer time. And some things I chew on, some things I immediately teach. But there's certain things I can tell that God wants me to just chew on for a little while uh, because they really, really are personal to me. And this is one of those things because um, next month I will be 40 years old. Uh, My wife and I uh, just celebrated our seven year marriage anniversary. Uh, Bless God for that. It has been such an amazing ride with my wife. She's such an amazing woman. We just celebrated seven years, Um, but I'll be 40 next year. And I often have the thought, you know, what if I knew all of this stuff that I know now when I was in my 20s or when I was a teen, you know, and um, what if I had all the information back then that I have now? And sometimes I find myself drifting off into thinking that, you know, I've gotten too late in life to really accomplish all the things that I believe God has said to me. Um, And so I kind of have a little discouragement for maybe a few seconds before I bounce back and snap back out of it. And I realize I'm still a young man, 40 years old. I'm not 20, but I ain't 70 or 80 either. I still got a lot of time left to do what it is that God has said he would do in my life. And so um, I encourage myself often that, man, I'm just getting started. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm fine-tuning. I've hit an age where I got a lot of wisdom, a lot of experience, a lot of know-how, a lot of understanding, a lot of knowledge. Uh, and I have a work ethic. And so if I mix those together in a, with a, in a, I, I got a dream accomplishing gumbo. Amen. So um, not to mention the fact that God is still with me and what God said is still going to come to pass. That is the overarching truth that we have to hold on to. That's where we have to place our hope is that when God says it, it is guaranteed to come to pass. And we're going to see that with the story of Joseph today. So I want you to strap yourself in. I want you to stay with me for these 25, 27 minutes, however long we're going to go on this podcast. And I want you to really, really, really listen, really, really soak up what I'm going to say, because I believe that God is going to strategically align the person who needs to hear this with this podcast, because many of you are discouraged. Many of you are in a place where you feel like you're past your prime, per se. That's a sports term, but it's a reality that there's a time in your life when um, especially in the sports world, when you are the most athletically uh, 
a premiere, I guess you could say. Mentally, you're the most focused. You're, you're the sharpest, you know. Um, but I think in the in the realm of the real world, your prime can last for far longer than it lasts in the sports world. So uh, let's get all of those thoughts out of our mind. Let's stop thinking that we're beyond our prime and we're beyond the time that God can actually use us. And let's focus on the fact that God said it. And because he said it, he's going to bring it to pass. Now, I will say that you need to have a sense of urgency and you need to begin to focus on getting that thing accomplished and listening to God and allowing him to walk you through every step so that you can bring it to pass. I will say that. Um, but get the thoughts out of your mind that you'll be on the time frame in which God can use you because that is just not true. All right. So we're going to start in Genesis chapter 37 and I'm going to read verses five through 11 to you. Uh, verse five says, and I'm reading from the new King James version. Now, Joseph had a dream and he told his brothers, told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. So he said to them, please hear this dream, which I have dreamed there. We were binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And indeed, your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. And his brother said to him, shall you indeed reign over us or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, look, I have dreamed another dream. And this time the sun, the moon and the 11 stars bowed down to me. So he told it to his father and his brothers, and his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I, your brothers, indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? And his brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in mind. So here we see Joseph has two dreams. And in both of these dreams, God is literally showing Joseph that at some point in time, he is going to be elevated to um, an extremely high position uh, in Egypt. And everybody and everything is going to bow to him. And we know that's going to come to pass. We'll look at that in a few minutes. Uh, but I think it's interesting that Joseph got these dreams and he told it to his family. And it, one of the things that has always bothered me is you sometimes you get the least support from the people you expect it from the most. And I know a lot of y'all are dealing with that. A lot of y'all have started businesses. A lot of y'all are doing different things that you're doing. And you think the first people that's going to support you are your family. Can I tell you that's just not the truth? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a sad reality, but it's just not the truth. I don't even know why that dynamic exists that way. Sometimes I think it's because of familiarity. They just can't see you any way than the way they've always seen you. For whatever reason, they just can't wrap their mind and their hearts around you are going to be something different than what they are. Uh, and the Bible tells us that. His brothers became envious at the first one, at the first dream. And then on the second dream, they became even more envious and they hated him. And they said his dad even rebuked him. Have you ever been rebuked because of what God is about to do in your life from your father or your mother? Have you ever had your parents to tell you, nah, that ain't you. That ain't, that's not what's going to happen in your life. That's, that's, not, that's not what God got for you. Well, it happens, but that does not stop the word of God from being a reality in your life. And many of you may have faced that. Many of you may have even turned away from your dream because you shared it with someone who rebuked you for it. You shared it with a family member or a friend who looked at you and laughed or they might have said something that just wasn't what you expected them to say. You expected support and they rejected the idea or they said that ain't you or, you know, that's for somebody else. That's not for you. Well, I want to encourage you to pick that dream right back up because God is going to fulfill that dream. If he gave it to you, it is going to come 
to pass. So don't allow anybody or anything to talk you off of that dream. Amen. Now, the next thing we know about Joseph is that Joseph went through some some ups and downs, a lot more downs than up in his time of walking through to his fulfillment and his purpose. Uh, first of all, his brothers uh, kidnapped him and, and threw him in a, in a pit and he left him for dead. Um, actually, they were going to kill him. Uh, but one of them was like, no, nah, we can't kill him. Let's just go and dump him in a pit and, you know, let somebody come by and pick him up. And so that's basically what they did. They dumped him in a pit and he was snatched up then. And then uh, something else happened uh, about, in Potiphar's house where Potiphar's wife accused Joseph of trying to force himself on her and rape her, even though she was the one who was pursuing him. And then he gets thrown into jail. And what was the most awesome part about all of that? What happened to Joseph? He never lost his integrity. He never lost his character. He never lost his commitment to God. His unwavering faithfulness to God and righteous living uh, continued throughout each and every scenario that he went through. Uh, so much so that he kept getting elevated. And the Bible tells us in many instances in this story that the favor of God was upon Joseph. Let's read in Genesis 39, um, and we're going to read verses 1 through 4. Let's read this real quick. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man. Wait a minute. So you're being sold into slavery, but the Bible says that the Lord is with you, and you're a successful man. That's pretty amazing. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian, and his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house and all that he had put under his authority. So remember, I told you Joseph went through a lot of ups and downs. Well, here's an up. Joseph gets sold into slavery and immediately his slave owner, his slave master notices that the favor of God is upon him. He notices that everything that Joseph does prospers. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us in detail what Joseph was doing, but I can imagine maybe he was planting crops and his were growing better than other people who was growing. You know, maybe he was building things around there that other guys couldn't figure out how to build it, but Joseph could figure it out. You know, something was going on where Joseph's favor and the, and, the, and the power and the wisdom of God and, and, and everything he did would prosper. Something about Joseph was showing off um, to Potiphar and Potiphar recognized it. And so Potiphar said, you know what? Let me take this guy and let me elevate him because the Bible says he found favor in Potiphar's eyesight and he put him uh, over everything at his house. So even in the midst of everything that was going on with Joseph, his godly character still won out. His godly character still positioned him to go to the next level, even in the midst of all the crazy stuff that he's going through. So I want to encourage you, even though you haven't hit your dream yet, continue to walk in your favor and your godly character and integrity because somebody's watching. The most amazing part of this particular part of the story to me is that Potiphar was watching. Somebody is always watching you. And if you're not on your A-game, then you won't be able to take advantage of the favor that God has on your life. But if you work as though you're working unto the Lord, even when you're in the situation that seems like it's a disadvantage to you, God may have literally positioned you there to give you an advantage. I also look at this as a method of training because Potiphar put him over all that was in his house. 
And we know that Joseph is going to eventually end up over all that is in Egypt. Second command under Pharaoh. God has to be able to trust him in this position before he could take him to the next position. So do not despise small beginnings, people. Do not despise small beginnings. God has you where you are. He has you doing what you're doing for a reason. Sometimes it's training ground. Sometimes God wants to see how you're going to handle your current situation to determine whether he can elevate you to the next situation. So you got to handle them all with uh, integrity, with honor, with character. Character. You got to work as though you're working unto God. You got to do that thing without complaining, uh, without having an attitude about it. You just got to be on fire for Jesus and allowing the spirit and the presence of God to move even when you're in the midst of a situation that may seem like it's a disadvantage to you. Amen? So now we see Joseph is sold into slavery and he becomes Potiphar's um, right-hand man, I guess you could say. And I told you that Potiphar's wife attempted to uh, sleep with Joseph because Joseph, Bible tells us Joseph was a handsome man. And, you know, he, he, that brother probably was good looking, you know what I'm saying? He, he probably was ripped up, you know, in good shape or whatever. He was attractive enough for Potiphar's wife to be hot behind him. And I mean, she was hot behind him. The Bible says she was so hot behind him that she tried to force herself on him. And the only way Joseph could get away from her is he literally had to run. And she when he when he ran, she pulled his jacket off of it. That's how that's how that's how serious it was for Potiphar's wife to want to get at Joseph. Well, that story eventually got twisted and Joseph got accused of trying to rape Potiphar's wife. So then he gets thrown into prison. OK, and when he gets thrown into prison, he runs into, um, you know, some friends down there. I'm paraphrasing the story because I don't want to go through each and every scripture. But it comes a time when Pharaoh has a dream. And a dream scares him. And Pharaoh calls for certain people to interpret this dream. They can't interpret the dream. While Joseph was in prison, he interpreted a dream, I think for a butler, I want to say. And the butler remembers this when he's around Pharaoh. And he tells he tells Pharaoh, he says, well, there was a guy in the prison named Joseph who could interpret dreams. I want to bring him here. He could probably help you with this dream that you're trying to interpret. Long story short, Pharaoh calls on Joseph. Joseph interprets the dream. Bow. Pharaoh is amazed. And then we get to Genesis 41 and verse 39. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Listen at that. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, see, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. So let's look at this timeline. God gives Joseph two dreams. Both of these dreams are showing him that he's going to be over. Uh, he's going to be a leader, be over a large amount of whatever. He gets beat up, thrown into a pit, left for dead. Uh, a slave master comes by. Buys him. He gets sold into slavery. Um, while he's at the slave master's house, he gets promoted to the head of the house. The slave master's wife accusing him of rape. So then he gets thrown into prison. Pharaoh then comes, gets him to interpret a dream. Finally, because he interprets this dream, God elevates him to the place that he told him he was going to elevate him to in the dreams. Now, here's the part that you need to pay attention to. Do you know how long historically it was between when Joseph got that dream and when he finally was elevated? Biblical historians say it was 23 years. Think about that. 23 years from the time that he got his dream, 
to the time that the dream became a reality. And you got your promise last year and you stressing because it hadn't come to pass yet. You know, we can look at a couple other stories in, in, in that are similar to this one. Abraham was promised a child and uh, Abraham was up in age. And I think I want to say it was 25 years before Abraham ended up having Isaac. So these are long periods of time. Jesus was born and he knew that, you know, from day one, he was the Messiah. But Jesus spent 33 years on earth before he finally did what God called him to do and was crucified, went to hell, got up and ascended back into heaven with the father. Each one of these people had one thing in common. They received the promise. There was time in between the promise. And then the promise came to pass. So your dream is delayed. It is not denied. If Joseph could endure 23 years of waiting for his dream, I think you can endure a year or two. It might take 23 years for yours. You know, God spoke to me in 2004, 2005, told me I was going to be a rich, multi-million, multi-billion dollar man. God spoke that to me in 2004, 2005. It's 2020. I'm rich in my inner man, but the manifestation of that has not come to pass yet. But guess what? It will, and it will soon. That's about a 15, 16 year span. And I'm still plowing. I'm still believing because I understand and I know that what God told me was going to happen in my life is going to happen. And no devil in hell can stop it. And so I want to encourage you today. Stop being discouraged because it hasn't come to pass yet. Keep your head down. Keep working. Keep honoring God. Keep plowing the field. Keep being a man of character and integrity, a woman of character and integrity. Keep being a person of, of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Keep being a person of favor. Keep being a person who works as though they work unto the Lord. Keep being a person of prosperity and everything you touch turns to gold. Keep being that person because soon and very soon, the manifestation of the dream that God has given you is going to come to pass. You don't have to worry about that. The Bible tells us to be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you faint not. You know what happens, though? A lot of people faint. If we just be honest about it, a lot of people faint before it's time for them to give up. The due season was right around the corner, but you fainted. You gave up. You said, this is taking too long. You tried to put a time frame on God and you just can't put a time frame on God. God moves at our, at our faith, but God has a reason why he does things the way he does them in our lives. Sometimes it's about training us. Sometimes it's about preparing us. Sometimes it's about getting us ready for the next step. Sometimes it's about putting the things on the inside of us that we need to make sure that we're successful in the area that he's going to promote us to. So you cannot rush that process. You'll be doing yourself an injustice if you rush that process process. You need to learn. You need to receive. You need to uh, gather in everything that God wants you to gather in. Because the bottom line is, when God made that promise, it is guaranteed to come to pass. If God says it, you might as well book it right then. The time in between is inconsequential. That just That's just what has to happen. The Bible says that in the book of Isaiah, that where God sends his word, it is going to uh, prosper in the thing whereto he sent it. It will not come back to him void. So God is not going to say something to you and then allow it to come back to him empty. No, it will be full of what he promised it would be full of. It will accomplish the thing that he said it'll accomplish. So you need to be encouraged 
uh, today. You need to be encouraged that what God promised you is going to come to pass. If you continue to do the work, if you continue to stay focused, if you continue to stay locked into him, what he promised you is going to come to pass. Your dream is simply delayed. It's not denied. And I know that's a cliche topic, but God has literally been talking to me about that. Because I've had to get over this thing about I'm too old and I've let too much time pass. You know, I did an album in 2010 called Inside Out. It's a Christian hip hop album. If you haven't heard it, you can go everywhere uh, music is streamed and you can download that album. My second album, I didn't do it until 2019. Last year, I dropped my second album. That's a nine year time span. I don't know why God had me to do it like that. Because after I dropped Inside Out, the Lord told me to stop doing music. And then around 2015, 2016, the Lord uh, piqued that interest back in me and told me, okay, now it's time to go for it. So now I'm just putting, I'm doing music, I'm putting, I'm working on a new album now, putting music out, right? But there was a nine-year time frame between my first album and my second album. And both are phenomenal pieces of work. Tremendous growth in the one that I dropped last year compared to 2010. That's almost 10 years, 10 years apart. So it's not that God didn't want me to do music. There were some things that he wanted to put in me and develop in me for me to do music. And then he was ready to release me to do it again. And so I was able to do that and put another album out. And I'm continually working on music. I did a, a group album with you. My, uh, my guy, shout out to you, Cast Out. We put out a group album. If you want to uh, listen to that album, Google Cast Out Two Kings. I'm, I'm not Google. Uh, search Cast Out Two Kings on any streaming platform. You'll find that album. I did that one before I did my solo project in 2018. So there was obviously some things that God wanted to build within me and deposit within me in order for me to release it in music now. So I didn't fret at that. I didn't get upset. I didn't say, okay, God, you don't want me to rap, you know. I often do think about what if I had been rapping more when I was younger. Maybe I could have made it big as a Christian hip-hop artist, but it's not about that. It's about accomplishing the will of God for your life. Because if I be honest, God has never promised me anything concerning the rap music. God has never given me a dream or promised me anything concerning rap, but he has promised me a lot about preaching and pastoring and about finances. God has promised me a lot in those areas. So I know that that's where my dream lies. And I know that my dream is not denied. It's simply delayed. So I pray that you were encouraged today. I pray that you go back and you listen to this podcast over and over and over. It's really short, really quick. I wanted this one to be really short and really quick so that you can just, we can get right to the point, right to the business, and you can listen to it over and over and it can continue to encourage you, okay? I hope, hopefully we hit the bullseye today and I hope that this word resonates in your heart. I pray that the anointing of God is flowing right now and it is touching your ears and your heart and your mind and you're receiving from this tremendously let me pray for you father i thank you for each and every listener um i am honored and humbled that you would use me to speak to these listeners in this manner i pray that you would encourage them lord god that their dream is simply delayed it's not denied and then right around the corner from the breakthrough, from the promise, from the dream, from the manifestation, from the promotion, from whatever it is that you have promised them. They're right around the corner for that thing. And they will reap if they don't faint not. Don't be weary in well-doing because you're going to reap. Continue to keep your hand to the plow and look forward. Don't look back. We honor you, Father. We bless you. We give you all the praise, glory, and honor. We believe we receive everything we ask for. I ask you to bless these people richly and tremendously. In Jesus' matchless name, we pray. All right, guys. Until our next episode, remember, this is the Rich Talk Podcast, where talk is never cheap, 
Always Rich. I am Mike Carter, signing off. I love y'all. Be rich.